Welcome to the Wild Architecture Festival podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Forest Stewardship Council, the world's most trusted sustainable forest management solution. FSC project certification provides assurance that the wood used in a project comes from well-managed forests. Getting your project certified ensures a lower carbon footprint to help fight climate change. My name is Hattie Hartman. I am your host today. I am the sustainability editor at the Architects Journal London. We have three guests here today at WAF to do a deep dive into the issues surrounding the use of timber in construction and the importance of timber certification. We often hear that building more with timber is one way out of the planetary crisis because it is a biorenewable material and people love the look and feel of timber. Our guests are Jeremy Harrison, Marketing Director of the Forest Stewardship Council, Mizak Terzibazian of U Architects in Eindhoven, and Giacomo Garziano of Gigi Loop here in Amsterdam. I'm first going to ask Giacomo and Mistak to talk a little bit about how they have used timber in their projects and how they go about specifying timber. Then we will turn to Jeremy and hear some of the ins and outs of timber specification. Um, let's start with Mistak. Uh, you've made extensive use of timber in several of your projects. Uh, uh, a juvenile detention center set in a woodland using a Malaysian hardwood thing called bankerai. Uh, number of schools, including a primary school uh, that was um, shortlisted here at WAF uh, five years ago, mm. and even a competition proposal for collective living in, in Beijing, which uses a lot of timber. Um, how do you, why do you choose timber? I think, I think when, when we read uh, uh, the book of Frampton about context, and we understand context, we should think about what is normal in a country to use as material, building material. And to look to the context of the surrounding, if you build in a woodland, it is normal to use their wood. Um, and especially um, this, this project in China was for us also an interesting experiment to look in a different way how the context in China is. So there we found out that wood is also a very suitable material to use in China. So you see, it goes all over the world to use wood, but you have to use it in a clever way. So you, when you use wood, you should use the resources which you have in the country, and it should adapt to the context and the situation for which you use wood. So this is the way how we treat our project. So it's not about, or oh, it should be fancy or interesting, but there's a real thought behind using wood. I believe you've been using wood before it became so popular yeah. as a material. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit, um, I'm already uh, 25 years as practice as architect and my origin is Finnish. I was born in Finland and my father's Armenian, so that's why I have this difficult name. <laughs> um, but what I learned from Finland, they were so clever as industry that they know that Finnish product is wood. Mm. So they were clever to understand many, many years before that, that if they export their product, they have to replant. So they already started the vision about how clever can you use wood mm. as a source which will never end. Mm. And 
that's the reason why I'm fencing wood, but I'm also great uh, admirer of Alvar Aalto. He combines brick, but also with wood. And this contrast between those two materials is fascinating. Mm. The hard material and soft material. And okay, you see let's hold it there for yeah. a moment. I want, I want to hear from Giacomo now. So Giacomo, you've recently completed Freebooter, an award-winning two-unit residential building on Zeeburger Island uh, in the eastern part of Amsterdam, yes. and which makes extensive use of timber structurally and in the, in the finished cladding and finishes. Can you explain how you went about selecting timber for that project? Yeah, it was interesting process because we actually initiated the project um, ourselves as a company, as an architecture company as well. And um, we actually decided to embrace uh, the use of timber really since the beginning. But at the same time, we also uh, decided to calculate different options in terms of um, economical feasibility. Mm -hmm. That was for us also a way to prove how actually all the advantages of using timber. It's not only aesthetical, as you were mentioning, pleasing for the eye, for the experience of the place, but it's also as uh, economical benefits. It's not only, yeah, it, it in the end, we calculated it, it would have been only 10% cheaper to build it, uh, our building in concrete. And of course, that would have had a massive impact on the um, perception of the space, on the feeling, mm. on the multisensorial, experience of the place of the um, of the project so um, and then from there on we found the two families were were willing to you know to live in a wooden uh, building then together with them we selected kind of wood and i thought um, it was our first project for us in timber and also it was part of a process uh, within the company to embrace also biophilic design and the timber seems for us the, the key element to, to actually uh, use biophilic principles because it's natural material, very flexible, also very easy to build. And for us it was important also to know, and yeah, I think certificates are super important in this process mm -hmm. because we have to trace actually where the trees come from and we have to be able to know that the for um, certain cubic meters of uh, wood, there would be new trees planted. Mm. So it was a very um, inspiring process for us. So also, in a way, we also, within the process, reconnected with the, um, with the system, uh, with the whole planet, because we are more aware of uh, what's going on. So here we're in a podcast and people can't see your project. Could you just describe mm. it briefly? and describe the different types of timber that you've used. Yeah, it's a four stories uh, building, two duplexes, and it was built in, um, in um, yeah, because it was all prefab, that's also one of the, the great advantages of using timber. It was um, built up in three weeks, the four floors, and finished in, uh, in six months. So also for the clients was um, was um, a super inspiring process because they they quickly saw what uh, they will expect, and then we use um, pine wood for the interior, which is also structural. You also use cross laminated timber, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. cross laminated timber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. We use cross laminated timber. It's hybrid structure, uh, cross laminated timber and steel. And steel. Yeah, mm -hmm. for the diagonal, so we minimized uh, the use of uh, other materials to combine it with them. 
with um, with cross laminated timber, and then this the exterior louvers because it's a completely glazed facade. We used also wooden frames, Iroko, uh, hardwood, and then um, the exterior is a facade made out of um, vertical um, louvers, and that's uh, Western red cedar. Right. And also for us, it was important to create sort of difference in the um, in the use of, um, of wood because we have a lot of yeah, a, lot a lot of, of that. Yeah. yeah, it's like the feel mm -hmm. uh, you're entering uh, the forest. <laughs> no, that we we try <laughs> to avoid. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I understand uh, what you say. That was one of the concerns, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. But good uh, good point. <laughs> And uh, also, um, in terms of uh, experience, the fact that there are different kind of woods, also the smell is different. Mm. So when you are um, in, in, when you enter the house, um, yeah, there's a different smell. It's much more sharp than what we have on the on the balconies, on the exterior facade, which is more sweet. Mm. It's like cherry, cherry smell almost. Mm. So we, we try to, mm, to differentiate also in terms of the experience. We try to also uh, design that somehow, the experience. All right. Now I'd like to hear from Jeremy. In your years with the um, FSC, how has the debate about the use of timber in construction changed? And what are the advantages of using timber as you see it? Well, I think the, the interest in using timber has been increasing significantly in the period that I've been involved in FSC. It's really taking off significantly with many, many fantastic projects around the world that showcase the use of timber. And I think just listening to the architects here, I think it, it really in, is inspiring in terms of not, you know, the, the, the intrinsic value of using wood as a building material in terms of the, the biophilic aspects of this, the, the smell, the, the feeling of living in a, in a wooden building. But I think what's really exciting is that on top of that, there is all these enormous climate benefits and, and environmental benefits from using uh, wood in, in construction. And I think that's the area that's really sort of boosted this, this movement significantly. And I think the key message that I'm really keen to, to, to get through is, and I think you've mentioned it as well a couple of bo in both cases, this is, using wood is fantastic per se, but it's only really environmentally beneficial if you ensure that the wood is coming from a sustainable source. So if you're clear-cutting an entire landscape to build buildings, that's not a good outcome for, mm -hmm. for the environment. So you need to make sure that the wood is coming from a sustainable source, and this is where FSC can provide that that assurance. So in our, in our principles, one of the key aspects is that the forest is maintained uh, f you know, forever. Our, our slogan is forest for all forever. So our standards ensure that the forests are renewed uh, ongoing. So there is harvesting, obviously, this is you know, key to, to making it an economic uh, activity. But then there is a, a, a key requirement in our standards that, 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 that tr those trees are then replaced either through natural regeneration or through planting to ensure that that is continued. So from a climate perspective, you have an amazing impact in that you not only use the wood in a building and it's in situ and hopefully for a very long period of time, which is locking in the carbon so it becomes a carbon sink, but then you're also renewing the forest 
at the same time. So the forest continues to exist. Mm -hmm. And as you said, in Finland, this is you know, very much uh, forward-looking uh, foresters mm -hmm. who, who, who obviously realize that to have a, a sustainable business, you need to make sure the forests are, are, in, are intact going forward. So mm -hmm. that's really the key. And you can't be sure that you, you're doing that unless you, you, know, you have the backing of a, of a certification like FSC who, who ensure that that is the way that the forest is managed. Um, and also from the social aspects that the forest is managed in an equitable way with the, the local communities uh, and the workers in the forest are given the proper uh, protection and rights that, um, that we would all expect. Um, so environmental, social and also economic aspects are taken care of within the standards. So that's really catering for all the, the key aspects of sustainability. Uh, plus, of course, the use of the wood in the buildings, which is inspiring mm -hmm. <coughs> the people who live and work around those, those So when, when the FSC was established about 25 years ago, the main focus was on tropical forests and tropical hardwoods. Yeah. Now that has evolved and you have a much broader remit. What would you say is your main focus today? Yeah, that's true. 25 years ago, FSC was created by some founding organizations like the World Wildlife Fund was one of our founders, IKEA was one of our founders, and a range of organizations who came together who realized that there was a real serious threat to the, to the world's tropical forests, uh, which is a threat that unfortunately has continued um, to this day and is always a, a huge struggle. That was the foundation of FSC and it remains one of our strategic um, you know, objectives. It's, our vision to to uh, to protect those high value high conservation areas but obviously we we cater for all forest types and there is value in in, in all forests around the world tropical has its own particular values but also the boreal forests in the northern and uh, more southern latitudes uh, you know have uh, have a great value too um, so we cater for all sorts of, of forest types so we have standards that are designed to uh, to cater for for um, you know, uh, the, the forests of Finland, the forests of, of, of Brazil, the forests of Canada, uh, and all, all of the different types in between, so that we we ensure that they're relevant to those um, to those to those locations. Um, but it, it's certainly been expanding, and as as we we touched on prior to the to this conversation, uh, the the future uh, need for wood is going to increase significantly over time. So we need to be. Uh, really covering um, all of the uh, the key areas of production. So currently FSC is around 16%. We, we cover around 16% of the world's production forest area. We obviously want to increase that so that we can really um, ensure the, the sustainability of, of more of that forest well, area. That was my next question. With this global trend towards using more timber, is there a danger that we're going to run out of timber? Well, this is a challenge that we, we have to face up to, I think, as a, mm. uh, as a global sustainable development agenda, um, as in many other areas. The, the mm. world's resources are, are finite. Uh, that includes forests. So uh, the demand for forests will, will certainly increase, in, in my view. I think buildings are increasingly looking to, to timber. Uh, we're also looking to you know, move packaging into renewable materials, so away from plastic into, into renewable sources that include wood-based uh, wood products. So we need to really work together as, a, as an organization
communication with, with producers to make sure that there is a plan in place to, to ensure we have enough supply. And, and clearly we want to increase the, the, val the amount of FSC supply. So as I said, at 16%, we still have a, have a long way to go. So that's one of our objectives, but also growing the overall uh, picture is important. So that involves working with different types of forest owners, so plantation owners, as well as natural forest uh, owners as well. So working on that, um, that future projection. That was one of my next questions. Can you explain the difference between natural forests and plantation forests? For our listeners, yeah. So a plantation is is a is a is an is an area that's been planted to be um, to be a wood you know wood production area. Right. Uh, natural forest is 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 obviously the fa the forest that was naturally existing, which can be used for for production as long as it's done in a very careful way, and that our standards ensure that that is that is managed appropriately. So you can. Um, sustainably take uh, tropical wood from, from natural forest as long as it's done in an extremely sensitive way. Mm -hmm. We would like to ensure that we balance both um, so that we're not only catering to, to the high production areas but also right. we're protecting the natural forest because we believe that but by managing natural forests you actually protect them um, more than if you just leave them as a, maybe as a conservation area. They're more prone to, to the threats of deforestation than if they're managed as, a, as an active uh, forest uh, mm -hmm. area where local communities gain value from, from the forest. So that's an important concept that we're keen to, 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 to use to protect okay, natural can forest. Can you spell that out a little bit more? We, talked, we touched on this before the podcast, mm -hmm. the notion of a protected forest versus a managed forest, because I think that's, you know, it, people aren't clear on that. Yeah, if you have a forest that's... Um, managed as, a, as, an S, as an FSC certified forest area, then you have a set of standards that are used to ensure that the, the area is managed very, very well from an economic, social and environmental perspective. And that derives value for, for local communities and for the, the owners of the forests and the, the people who have a share in the forest. If you just set aside a forest for conservation, that, that could be a fantastic solution if it's well protected. And it's well and it's well organised, but unfortunately, sometimes that that isn't so easy to do. And sometimes those forests are under threat from from encroachment through agriculture and, o and other other activities. So it can work very well, but it, it there is a risk that that forest is more prone to to being encroached upon. Whereas a, a, an FSC managed forest is ensuring that there's an economic value and an environmental value and a social value, which tends to give it more of a protection uh, from those forces that, that want to come along and, and, uh, and deforest as, uh, you know, areas of, of natural forests. So Mizak, uh, when you specify timber, Jeremy's touched on so many issues related to timber now. What are the issues you're looking for? Obviously aesthetics is one. You've mentioned how important the context is and choice of materials and how they go together. When you're drilling down and specifying timber, What's your experience with certified timber and what, what are you looking for? It uh, depends on the client. Uh, we have private clients, but we have also clients who wants to build a school. And if you have a client who wants to build a school, they, have, uh, they always question what's the maintenance of the product. Yes. So we choose the product as wood regarding to the maintenance also. So we have to prove to the client what will be the appearance of the wood after five years, 10 years, 15 years? 
and we have to deal with the contractors also because we make uh, we make a description for the execution of the building site. Yes. And we always uh, put in our description that it should be FSC. So that the contractor has to del deliver this kind of wood. And um, then secondly, the contractor is trying also the architect to question if he can deliver an alternative. Right. So, and we say no. Mm -hmm. We say always no, because we know what we get if it's under this mark delivered. Mm -hmm. So when we choose wood, it is about maintenance, but of course always about appearance. And um, we have knowledge about different kinds of wood. So each time we are looking what will be suitable for this project. Is it a project in the Netherlands? Where does the wood come from? Is it from nearby? For us it's important that it doesn't come strictly that it comes from China. We want to have a product. How do you find that out? Just from the company. Mm. We so the contractor says they're going to source it from such and such a company and then you phone the company? No, we, we, are, we, are, dis we are making a description that the, 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 the wood, example like Akoya, <coughs> I mean yes. like Akoya wood, which, um, which is a certain product. Yes. And we put it in our description for the contractor. Right. So he knows there's no alternative. So he has to buy this wood. And the contractor always try to play a small game and wants to trigger us that he can deliver an alternative. So our task as an architect is to watch to the quality of the project mm. and that the execution is done exactly through our drawings and our description of this project. So we are doing much uh, looking to the resources before we start uh, to make the description of the project, like the wood. So when we decide the wood, we do research. And this most important part of an architect to do research regarding the wood, but also bricks and other elements. So this mostly is not seen by clients, but when they see the result, they say, hmm, we are astonished. Mm. This looks beautiful. Mm. But it has certain thoughts about maintenance also of the wood. Mm -hmm. And we always are, so in this way, we explain what the effects will be of the wood. As in by his project, how does it look after 10 years? Mm. So when you explain this clear and clear way to the client, they say, okay, why not? And they have this feeling that they are delivering something back to the society because wood is a very natural product. Mm -hmm. So that's our task as an architect. So Giacomo, on Freebooter, what kinds of issues, because this was new to you, specifying so much wood on a yeah. project, what kind of issues did you run into? Yeah, I think there are a lot of similarities. Uh, yeah, I can totally relate to that. For us, it was important also to create a, a direct relationship with all the, um, the stakeholders. Mm. Because we had a specific vision, we had to work with people who could uh, embrace the same vision. So starting from the contractors, uh, all subcontractors and clients, we were always having uh, meetings to discuss everything, the um, durability of materials, because also, um, yeah, the maintenance, it was of course... Uh, Big question. Because it's all, um, yeah, the louvers are outside and it's a windy area, so they are exposed to, mm, to weather conditions. And we decided, and this is actually one of the parameters of the biophilic design, that uh, the pattern of time should be 
should be hidden. Embraced. Yeah. Shouldn't. It Shouldn't be hidden. Yes. So mm -hmm. it, because that creates also social cohesion with the um, with the dwellers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They grow together with their building, mm -hmm. which is. Um, well, of course, very romantic, but uh, that's what they chose also. Mm -hmm. they, embraced, uh, they embraced that. And so um, throughout the process, so thanks to BIM technologies these days, we, we could be able to, um, to design till the, the smallest screw of the building. In that sense for us also renderings were, um, were useful to have um, a, a quality check mm -hmm. also. So we were always constantly talking to subcontractors and clients and have feedbacks and uh, improve the process. And that's why also we managed to build it so quickly. Mm. Because and everything... What was your experience with certification and certified wood? It, I mean, this is the only way we're going to continue working mm. with the certified wood, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, our, um, in our situation, we had kind of similar... Um, condition that the, the the builder was trying to find uh, alternatives mm. but we were because we had also other clients uh, together with us we said okay no this is a sustainable building it has mm. to be fully mm. um, aware of the uh, our condition mm. the, the environment so we there was no um, no debate on that no not at all can I ask you both um, did is fire a, a concern that has come up in your consideration of timber and how do you address that? Mizak? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I can give you one example. We did in 2013-12 school in the Netherlands. Yes. It's a primary school and so the uh, regulations uh, regarding the schools are very high. So safety and security are a very important issue. So uh, what we did in this project, we had uh, outside cladding of wood but also the inside cladding uh, of wood. Many places we use wood in the school also, but the thing about outside cladding by school is an is a issue in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So we used, uh, there, uh, there we used Plato. Plato is a product name, it's terminal modified wood. Mm -hmm. And uh, it should have a high fire resistance. So that because it's outside cladded and maybe are they afraid that children play with matches or what does. They are afraid of I don't know, but so this was the um, this was a little bit insecure, but we managed uh, in our description that we put also in our description that this wood should be treated against fire resistance, because we know that will be an issue by the contractor. So you be you must be always many steps ahead by the contractor what he will find to bargain with you. So we. <laughs> we took this in our description and then the contract said yeah you want to have this high guarantee for fire resistance but they cannot do it in the Netherlands and we were totally astonished but we know it already mm. it should go to the UK mm. there they treat it against the fire resistance mm. and then it come with the ship back mm. to the Netherlands yeah. otherwise we couldn't manage this project pro that's project. incredible yeah, yeah that's really incredible nowadays we are many years now further it's managed in Holland, mm -hmm. in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. so you can do it now here also. Mm. But we were a little bit ahead the time at that moment that they couldn't manage it in the Netherlands. This Giacomo, what fire concerns came up in your project? Yeah, I think we had um, less limitations because it was uh, only two, um, two, unit. two units. Uh, but still, we, had we, we could choose, actually, mm -hmm. if we 
uh, would treat it or not. And only the facade with the, the, the louvers, we decided to, to treat it with mm -hmm. the fire retardant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just for uh, extra safety. Right. Yeah. But uh, together with the consultancies, um, consultants, we, we made the calculation. It was actually not necessary because the escape route will be sufficient to, right. to, to leave the building on time. And also because it's CLT, mm. it, yeah, we had thick uh, structure. So we had oh. 60 minutes or in mm. certain cases, 90 minutes. Uh, so sufficient time to, to leave the building. Right. Yeah. I wanted to move on to another issue now, uh, which the FSC uh, works with. Can you talk a little bit, Jeremy, about project certification? And I know that uh, that was used on the London Olympics, and I believe at Canary Wharf, yes, um, yeah. other big projects around the world that you may be aware of. Yeah. And is this something that smaller projects is appropriate for smaller projects? Yeah. What does it involve? Yeah, exactly. Well, um, I mean, what we offer as a certification option is to have a project certification. So instead of of having to buy into the full certification of, of your, you know, of your business, uh, sort of as an ongoing concern, you can pr you can certify a specific project, uh, and that is an option that then gives you the ability to promote that project uh, as an FSC certified project with all of the, you know, all of the the background material around what FSC represents, and we can work with you to help promote that mm. promote that uh, that project. And it also gives you provisions to uh, explain how much of the project has been used, has been made with FSC materials. And obviously, mm -hmm. uh, as you were mentioning, you have a 99% uh, wood project, and there's obviously you can never get to 100% mm -hmm. of, of mm. wood construction. But uh, yep. but we have a, an, a, an allowance in there to to enable you to to, to make that kind of uh, statement around FSC uh, materials. Um, so this is designed to be easy to use. It's designed to be um, a one-off uh, ex exercise, so it's less of a of a of an ongoing effort to to do the paperwork. Um, but obviously, there's a there's a there's a clear process involved in 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 the, the certification body will help you to understand mm -hmm. what paperwork you need to show the materials coming in are FSC certified. But it makes the the whole situation easier to to manage on a project by project basis, mm -hmm. uh, and really gives gives us the chance to work with you as well to promote. Uh, and showcase the use of FSC materials. So, um, so it could work for a project of the scale. Yes, such as absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, the contractor or the builder would need to connect with the the certification body to make sure that they were, you know, working with the with the with the process and uh, and get that organised. But the local offices in in FSC can assist with that. Uh, with so that there's advice. a fee associated. Like any other certification process. Yes, yeah. there is a, there is a fee involved in mm. in, in, mm. in having this because there is obviously auditing required and, and that needs to be needs to be covered. But um, but yes, it's uh, but it's it's a more accessible project based certification. Right. Mm. Um, I wanted to know what else you have in the pipeline. Either of you now uh, do you have other timber projects in the pipeline? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, we presented yesterday Living Amongst the Trees. That's a future project. It's not realized yet. Uh, but we are looking now for a location in the Netherlands to, to make, make it a little bit more than only three homes. Um, 
and we are looking to the um, there's a master plan of UN studio it's called uh, smart district yes it's in the south and I spoke with Ben Ben from Berkel about this uh, yesterday and I will make an appointment with him because we are engaged with a developer in this area we are we have chosen out as one of the parties to make there something happen which is more than only living living amongst the trees and trees will be a part of this concept so it's more than you are collectivity living together but also in this environment mm. and I think it's an interesting concept to to proceed there so that is one of the main goals at this moment for my office and Giacomo is Freebirder 2 uh, in the 2 works? 2.0. <laughs> Actually, we are working on a project that is called um, Mitosis. And it's a urban design tool, which uh, is based on a CLT. And it's a urban design tool for different scale of, um, of uh, urban densification. And yeah, as I said, it's going to be only yeah, CLT based and it's modular. And we, we residential. It's mixed use also mm -hmm. because we believe also that um, buildings should be flexible in terms of use, and in few years can be used in a different way. That's also part Fantastic. of the yeah. yeah, that's um, so and because of the scale, of course, it the the function will uh, will change. Mm -hmm. So depending on the scale, so probably the first project will be uh, here in um, in the Netherlands again for only residential this time, but we are ready to to apply it to larger scale also. So CLT, yeah, mm -hmm. certified CLT. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I wanted to come back to you for one last question. Do you have any further advice that you would like to communicate to an architectural audience about uh, FSC certification? Yeah, well, just a general message to say, you know, if you really want to make a, a big difference to to uh, to environment to economic and social benefits for the, the forest owners and the, the forest where the where the wood comes from obviously choosing fsc is a is a great way to to ensure that that is that is the case so you can have real confidence and real um you know, additional um uh, sense of of, of of achievement through, you know, building a fabulous building, which, as you as you mentioned, has has amazing um, benefits for the for the users of the buildings, but also you you have this fantastic contribution to uh, to the environment and mm. to the to the forest communities uh, where the wood comes from. So, building that whole story from from the wood through to the through to the building is you know is then taken care of and working together, we can really you know have a have a big impact uh, in many different ways. Mm. And actually, what we experience also throughout the process is that actually people want that. Mm. So yeah. I, th I think it's a natural path we, um, yeah, we're going through. Mm. That we need this, um, yeah, confidence. This yeah, that, that, that you, when you're building something, you're leaving the world a better place. Yes, yeah. and clients want that. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. there's a, there's a shift we we are happy to to see. Yeah. Also, and then developers also they embrace also also that. That is very good news. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. I think we'll leave it there on that positive okay. note. I want to thank you, Misak and Giacomo, and thank you, Jeremy, for inviting us to this discussion. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very thank much. You. Thank you. Get your project certified with FSC. 
For more information, visit fsc.org forward slash architecture or follow FSC International on social media.